Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. So tonight, Holly, you're in for a real treat. I better be. <laughs> I want to oh. be entertained. I'm going to try and entertain you. Here I am now. Yes. Parallel realities is what I'm oh, going to be talking about. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, the idea of the multiverse and, you know, this idea has been around for many years. I remember hearing about quantum jumping to a different reality back 20 years ago. But this topic or idea is becoming more popular now among a lot of young people on social media who call their method or experience, quote, reality shifting, end quote. The influencers of this idea are claiming they have perfected methods on how to jump into another reality. Some are claiming they've shifted many times into similar but slightly different realities. Well, I think this also ties into manifesting exercises, except that instead of bringing what you want into this reality, they believe it's just easier to jump or shift into a parallel existence in order to experience what you desire and then shift back. Well, I'm not sure I understand exactly what they believe happens, but most are saying it is for a short period of time and then you come back to the present reality. Psychologists who have weighed in on it have said it's just a delusion. The closest thing would be creating a mental state or perception of reality changing, much like a waking dream state, but nothing physical is actually shifting. Okay. So like a, you're just daydreaming? Yeah, that's kind of how I would think it, like a real creative daydream. Okay. I, I think it is very interesting, though, the timing of the Nobel Prize awarded in physics this year which finally acknowledges that quantum entanglement theory might be more valid than otherwise thought. See, they're always proving this stuff later. They, they are. Interesting. Yeah. So without getting into all the science, they basically conclude that reality is a bit fuzzy and particles are always in flux until they are measured or observed. And while this theory was introduced with Niels Bohr and really um, troubled Albert Einstein, this group of scientists who was awarded the prize proved that they could probe these particles um, that are linked to one another and can exchange data to each other across arbitrary distances, albeit they are exchanging the internal quantum state and no external information is passed. But in theory, uh, their experiments will lead to many developments in quantum information technology, especially quantum computers, sensors, and quantum computation, which will make our current technology just really outdated. Well, it says that um, once we're able to more evolve as a humanity and as a species, that we will be able to communicate across distances without need for phones. Um, we can just kind of connect in the cloud, if you will, not the right. Apple cloud, but no. just in the <laughs> higher realm uh, and, and communicate that way. Yeah. And that's kind of a quantum physics sort of an idea. Interesting. Yeah. Well, so why does this make parallel realities more likely? 
Why does this make parallel realities more likely, Carol? Well, I'm so glad you <laughs> asked, Holly. In quantum mechanics, subatomic particles can have multiple states of existence at the same time. But when we actually measure or look, we can only ever observe one of the realities. So we see the wave function of the particle collapse into a single dot of reality. The many worlds theory state, as we observe this reality, a simultaneous alternate branch of reality of every action we take and the alternative action becomes a new world. But since we are separate from that and unable to observe it or measure it, you would never know if there are different versions of you living a life in a different reality or universe. But I need to tell you there are. Yeah. There are different yous, Holly. Yeah. Because you were wearing a green shirt the other day. <laughs> I swear it. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just teasing you. So, starting to freak me out. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> there are a variety of methods described online to help you shift reality. A popular method is writing out a detailed script ahead of time, describing the world you want to jump to and how long you want to stay. Okay. And guess which reality is the most popular right now? Um, is it a future one? Like, where are we going to be in 50 years? It's Harry Potter World, of course. Oh, okay. Experiencing magic without the Disneyland price tag. Everybody wants that. Okay. Another method, though, is to stand in a hot shower and do a mental visualization of your new reality. But of course, you know, seeing the high cost of your water bill will definitely pull you back to the present state reality pretty yeah. quick. Yeah, um, Showers always have a psychic thing, don't they? A lot water of, does. Yeah, water. It's the water. I, yeah. I think so. And then the, if the hot relaxes you yeah. into that groggy state, right? Yeah. So you're yeah. able to just kind of like shift yeah. or shift your perception. Well, when I taught lucid dreaming classes, I would advise a method to pre-program a dream before sleeping by using scripted templates that basically train the brain to be waking up in a familiar space every night. The place itself then would act as an alert noticed by the conscious mind to realize, hey, I'm dreaming. But in lucid dreaming, we don't believe that a person is actually shifting or creating new realities in their sleep. Because could you imagine if this is possible, it would be so scary. What if you jumped into a reality that is 10 times worse than the one you're in, or let's say you wake up in your reality and your loved ones are just gone. Or you wake up in a new reality and dinosaurs are still around and you get eaten by a You T-Rex. love that. You love that. I think <laughs> <laughs> the land of the lost. You I love that. I don't know that I would love to be eaten by no. a T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> you must have that phobia. You must have had nightmares about that. <laughs> you brought it up a couple of times. Do you know that for every person on the planet, there have been three dinosaurs at There's one time roaming. dinosaurs? At one time, yeah. Even at today's population level? Yeah. Really? Wow. I know weird facts that stick in my head. See, Isn't this that is weird? what happens if you don't spay or neuter your dinosaur. They populate the earth. Yet some think we are shifting between parallel realities all the time. And these worlds are so close to our own reality, most of us don't even notice the subtle differences. Yeah, and we that's notice. why we notice. Yeah, we do. And, and, <laughs> and that's why I think um, a lot of people think Mandela effect is uh-huh. just these subtle differences that they're yeah. starting to notice. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 
Well, the story I'm about to tell you has been circulating online for many years. I think I've mentioned it to you. It's such a weird, bizarre thing that happened to this lady. I think you did tell me a long time ago. Yeah, it first appeared on a forum site back in 2008 on July 16th from a lady in Spain seeking help from people after she woke up in a different reality. A 41-year-old Spanish woman by the name of Lorena Garcia Gordo claimed that she was wishing for things to be different and went to bed. Upon waking up, she was a bit disoriented because her bed sheets were a different color than she remembered. Kind of freaked out by the fact that she was still dreaming, she walked into the bathroom and started to splash her face with cold water. As she stared at her, well, that was the first thing she did wrong. She should have gone to the shower immediately, turned on the hot water. There you go. And shifted back. But she didn't know at this point what was happening. Yeah. So she stared at herself in the mirror and she noticed that her medicine cabinet had a few men's personal care items like mouthwash, deodorant, nail clippers, and cologne. Mm, Somebody got some. (laughs) (laughs) There's mailing stuff. I'm sorry. I'm like adding my own stuff to the story. (laughs) Her own uh, sound effects. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Staring at it in awe, she realized the items were that of her ex-boyfriend who had moved out of her apartment over six months ago when they'd broken up. Not anymore, sugar. He he kept a key, Lorena. Yeah. That, you know, he made a copy and kept it. <laughs> Super freaked out and running late, Lorena decided to head out to work. She was relieved to find that her car was parked on the side of the building she normally parks, and she started to drive the same route to her office that she had commuted to for the past 20 years. So that's a long time driving to the same office. Yeah. There were people at work who smiled at her and greeted Lorena as she went up the elevator, but they were complete strangers to her. Once she arrived at her personal office, there was someone else's name tag posted on the door. Had she been fired and this whole experience was her having a mental breakdown? Most people ask themselves that question every day. Yes. Is today the day I'm fired? <laughs> Lorena, I got you. She tried to find a recent list of employees at the company and found on the company's directory that she was still listed but had a different job title on a different floor with a different manager and department. Huh. Heading to her new office, she set her things down on her desk and closed her door. Nothing seemed familiar. Opening up her purse and looking at her driver's license and credit card, she saw that her photo, name, age, and address were all correct. Lorena decided she needed to see a doctor immediately and get herself checked out. Perhaps she had fallen and hit her head or something worse, she'd been drugged. Lorena excused herself from work that day, claiming she was taking a sick day and was happy that her doctor was able to see her that afternoon. They ran tests for toxicology poisoning in her system and tested her for possible concussion or other health matters. There were no illicit drugs found, and she seemed perfectly healthy other than her emotional state. Lorena drove back home and started to check all her personal items. Nothing seemed missing. Her bank statements, personal bills, and checks seemed accurate and in order. I think it's interesting that that's the first thing she does. Check for identity theft. She turned on her Wi-Fi. She checked all the recent news from the previous day. Mm -hmm. And she found that there was no missing days or events that would point to amnesia. Then she checked her closet. She did find a blouse that was in a different color than she remembered buying. It was green. And not not gray. (laughs) And not gray. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, and and there was also a few items hanging up that she didn't purchase. Well, that would be awesome. I'd be like, oh my God, some new clothes yeah. that I haven't tried yet. <laughs> Lorena had been dating someone new for the last four months, and she just needed him to console her that she wasn't crazy. But when she called his number, someone else answered. And <gasps> they didn't wife. and they didn't know her boyfriend, Augustine. Uh oh. Well, with a name like Augustine, you know he's not a real person. Like, who has that name? (laughs) It's not a common name. Lorena described their relationship, though, as being very happy. They spent lots of time together since Augustine lived just down the street from her place. So she ran down there. Yes. And when she knocked on his door, she was told that nobody lived there by that name. That's nuts. There was a super hot model, too, standing there. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I don't know who answered the door, but that is a shitty way of finding out your boyfriend ghosted you. (laughs) (laughs) Lorena had even... (laughs) I'm sorry. this This is just... Not a good story if it's true. I'm sorry, Lorena. Lorena had even met Augustine's son, and despite her best attempt at locating them, days went by, there was no sign he ever existed. Wow. It's as if she hallucinated the whole relationship, and she had never broken up with her previous boyfriend. So scary. that I would would be checking myself into a mental hospital. And really sad. That yeah. would be so sad if you were yeah. so happy with yeah. somebody and you w- woke up someday and, and you get gone. you get no closure. Yeah. That's so awful. Well, you said the night when she went to bed, she was wishing things had been different. I think so. Yeah. She was just like, kind of like, I wish things are different. But like maybe there were how? aspects of her life that mm. she wanted to change. I'm just curious if the things that changed were the things that you she was wishing would change. Like her work, probably. Her work, but then maybe the boyfriend wasn't so great or there was some issue or maybe they had a fight yeah I don't know. or maybe she wanted his son to go away but like <laughs> no, I don't know so no. the very next thing she did is she scheduled an appointment with a psychiatrist that's what I would do and tried to resume a normal life by going to work learning her new job and accepting her new life the psychiatrist assured her there was nothing wrong with her mental state and the whole thing was just possibly triggered by stress what over yes over time Lorena would learn of other small differences she had called her family to inquire of her sister's shoulder surgery and was told that her sister never was injured and there was never any surgery required as her shoulder was perfectly fine and she didn't have a sister (laughs) (laughs) who what Okay, Lorena, we are really sorry. Oh, it's no. just your story is so scary. Scary. And that's this is how we deal with scary this things. This is how we cope. We make fun of things. Yeah, we that have are really scary. It's a it's a comforting mechanism. It is. So we <laughs> we are so sorry, and we don't we don't want that to happen to us ever. So Lorena was not satisfied. I would not be satisfied either. No, I would fire my psychiatrist. Yeah. And she was like, this is BS. It's not just stress that altered my memories. So guess what she did? Huh. She would do what any good girlfriend would do. Hire a private investigator to search for Augustine and his son. Really? <laughs> yes. She's obsessed. Like, she's like, we are going to find the- them. You know, I have to find them. Wow. Okay. Cool. But again, the search turned up nothing. Lorena also discovered that emails and blogs that she had written and received were missing from her computer. Hoping to find answers, she posted her story on Reddit and asked for help to see if anyone that had experienced anything similar could give her an explanation. So was there a 
she ever find Augustine? Did she ever figure out what was going on? Did she ever find her way back to her other life? I didn't find any follow-ups. There was no follow-up. And it's been, this story has been reposted quite a bit because a lot of people really like it. So like little nuances have changed. Mm. Um, I wonder how true it is. Yeah, but I mean, it's pretty scary. And I think she did give an interview. Oh, yeah? At one point um, about her experience, but there hasn't been a lot to follow up on it with. So unless she's part of like the witness protection program where (laughs) they had to sneak in, change her entire life, remove remove Augustine and his son because, you know, they're part of the witness protection program. Yeah. And just make her think, hey, you just are shifting realities or something. Yeah. But that's really rude to do that to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's probably not it. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think so. But, you know, it makes me wonder if, if this is a legit experience that she's had and yeah. it's not a mental health issue. Um, they couldn't have other anything. people have other people had experiences where they wake yeah. up and they're like, wait a minute. Oh, well, you're in you're in for a lot of stories oh, tonight. OK, good. So everyone take a break because yeah. there's a lot more stories. Go to the bathroom, get some water, pee yep. a little bit. Splash and... your face with cold water. Yeah. Maybe take a shower. Uh, no, no. Picture don't take a world shower. world you want to live in. And we then come back. We and don't want to do this. Yeah. yeah. So the story of Lorena Garcia Gordo is quite strange because most stories about alternate realities and parallel universe experiences are just short time periods that people seem to glimpse or experience. And then they're, you know, back to their present state. Yes, yes. So what is the difference between alternate dimensions and parallel universes? What is the difference between alternate dimensions and parallel universes? Oh, I didn't ask you to say that, but oh. that's okay. No, I, <laughs> I thanks, Holly. Cue. I'm just joking. Yeah, it is your cue. <laughs> well, thank you, Holly. A parallel universe is an alternate universe that is similar to ours. So it's so similar to our universe, but it does have slight differences. But an alternate universe is a completely different universe other than ours. It doesn't have to be parallel. It could be parallel, but it doesn't have to be. And it usually is really different, like like a different place, like all new different people. You can even be a different person. It's a completely different universe. And scientists say that all matter is energy. And theoretically, if that is the case, we also are all made up of the same building blocks. It might be possible someday to figure out how to rearrange that energy into new matter and new realities, especially if we live in a matrix and there are multiverses of realities all existing simultaneously. Carol Chase McElhaney believes she visited a parallel world when she went back to Riverside City in California, where her family lived going back to the 1800s. In March of 2006, she was on a trip driving to Paris, California, where her sheepdog would be participating in a dog show or competition. Cute. I know. (laughs) As she came up a hill, she saw an exit sign for her family's hometown and decided it would be really fun to take the detour and visit the place where, as a child, she visited her aunt and grandmother, also living there herself for a while after college. Carol said as soon as she thought about the exit turn, she started to feel nostalgic and she smelled a hint of cigar smoke, which reminded her of her late grandfather who died when she was a child. 
Continuing on through to Paris and checking into a motel, she and her dog went on to participate the next day in the sheepdog trials. Oh, thank you. After the first trial ended, she still had time left and decided to check out Riverside. But driving through the town, Carol noticed some troubling changes. There wasn't any houses she could recognize. Even her own childhood home or her relative's home, they were all gone. Huh. She then pulled into the cemetery where her grandparents had been buried, but instead of the well-tended, beautiful cemetery, it was just an empty lot overgrown with weeds and bordered by a fence. Well, that's unsettling. That is unsettling. Where did the bodies go? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I want to know. <laughs> there were some buildings she did remember. The Central Middle School and Riverside City College, when she drove by, looked just the same. But some of the streets had different names and were laid out differently. One street called University Avenue had turned into a crowded drag with lots of scary-looking people. She didn't feel safe walking around. One of the main hotels and a favorite restaurant of theirs, the Mission Inn, was missing. The place where the large Tudor home of her grandmother and the home of her aunt had been replaced with new ranch-style houses. Ooh, ranch style. But, you know, it's good for the elderly. Yeah, that's why parents like a ranch house. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking that might be the way to go for her grandma. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's a change for the better. Yeah. Her former home that she lived in after college also seemed to be missing. Restaurants, banks, and familiar landmarks were gone, and the whole place looked neglected like it had gone through a recession. Mm. So, very confused and unsettled, she just decided to drive back to Paris to finish out the sheepdog show. And luckily, her hotel was the same and everything was normal. Years later, her father died, and she visited Riverside again for the funeral. The old town looked very familiar, just as she remembered it from her childhood. Huh. Her grandmother's home and aunt's home were still standing, and they all gathered together to eat lunch at the Mission Inn restaurant, which was the same. And the cemetery where her father was buried was mysteriously unaffected. There was no overgrown lot in its place. So Carol thinks she had a slip into a different reality. Hmm. And she's very happy nothing like that has ever happened to her again. Or she just drove through the wrong town. <laughs> yeah, that is that could also be the case. Are there two riversides? That's what I would like to know. I, I don't know. Except that she said the college was the same. There were some other buildings she saw that were hmm. the same. So it wasn't everything completely different. Huh, interesting. There are some theories that suggest every time we have deja vu, it is because we switched realities and our timeline is a bit lagging because of it. And that is why it is as if we experienced the event before. So this next story was posted by Julia Keck as a true experience on Reddit. The person talks about getting up every day to check her computer, and she decided to check the subscription feed on YouTube. The first video was just something that normally she would just pass over. But for some reason this time, she felt a strong pull to click on it. Must be fireside phantoms that she's <laughs> must be. drawn yeah, to. You for know, sure. Has to be. For sure. After watching it for a little bit, a huge sense of deja vu came over her. And even stranger, she started reciting the words as if she had memorized the entire dialogue. Hmm. The video timestamp showed it had been uploaded just 20 minutes prior to her viewing it. Being so freaked out about it, she even checked to see if there was an original before this one. And perhaps it was a remake or sequel, but she could not find anything resembling it. 
The person said, usually when weird things happen, it just makes her think her memory's faulty. She said she did do a lot of drugs in college and that's why. <laughs> no, she didn't say that. And this is the case where, you know, she did forget about the whole thing anyway because her life was focused on her dad who had a car accident shortly after her experience. Huh. But as she's had time to reflect, she really thinks it was super creepy what happened to her. Huh. That is weird. Now, Frederick Dodson has written a book called Parallel Universes of Self and writes of his own experience that he can only think was a shift into a new reality. There was a hair salon he regularly went to, and he got his hair cut every three to four weeks. Wow, he's right on top of yeah, it. Yeah, he is. On one visit, he was surprised by a building that sprung up since his last visit next door to the salon. When he commented on the new building, the workers all said it wasn't new. It was built five years earlier. Five years, Holly. Wow. He was mystified because there was only an empty lot with some green grass and a park bench just a month earlier. Frederick said he was already invested and interested in shifting realities and manifestation techniques. And he was already doing some of those techniques daily. He thinks possibly his exercises helped him to create a new permanent reality shift. Well, you would say that if you were trying to sell a book on your methods now, wouldn't you? Yeah. So what but exactly um, is it like the hot shower technique? Is that I have not read his book. I'm oh. I'm interested in getting it and reading it because yeah. um, he said, you know, he had this experience and he was already doing some of the experiences in that he's teaching in this book. Uh -huh. uh, I mean, the technique. So if he's already done it, and his exercises work, that would make sense. But yeah. I'm skeptical of somebody selling a book and then saying they had that experience. But yeah, could be true. true. Yeah, could be true. true. We'll give you the benefit of the doubt, Frederick. Huh. Um, this next story was experienced by a couple who were hanging out at home doing some chores. Posted by Nocturne 909. The husband decided to open the front door to shake out dirt from a rug. And when he went outside, there was no sunlight. It was 2 p.m. and the entire town was in pitch black darkness, like it was in the middle of the night without any power. Huh. From inside the house, the windows were flooded with light coming in from outside. How freaky is that? <laughs> that would be wild. That is so scary. That would be so weird. But again, once he goes outside, it's pitch dark. So suddenly the wife notices the sun which resembles a flickering light bulb going on and off again as if it were about to burn out. The wife asks her husband if he notices what she's seeing, and he confirms that, yes, he's seeing it too. There weren't any clouds outside, so it wasn't as if the sun was being hidden by something. And after a short little period of time, the phenomenon stopped and outside was full daylight again, looking like a normal afternoon. And nobody else, their neighbors, nobody else nope, saw it? Nope. And they both said it reminded them of a video game loading a new environment with the new frames glitching a bit. That's creepy. That would that would make me think we got food poisoning and we're hallucinating together. Well, that could, doesn't that validate the Matrix theory that we're all yeah. living in the Matrix? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, so scary. Now, we all know weddings can be very stressful. And places where, especially at receptions with the alcohol flowing, there can be some loss of brain cells. <laughs> well, a Reddit user by the name Parallel Alt Girl claimed that her aunt got married and it was an elaborate ceremony where the color theme was dark blue. All the bridesmaids wore blue dresses and she also wore a blue dress. 
After the wedding was over, she decided to go up to her hotel room and take a short nap before the reception began. When she woke up, though, just a short while later, the dress she was wearing was no longer blue, but a light orange color. Everyone in the wedding party was wearing identical dresses, but instead of dark blue, the dresses were now light orange. When the wedding pictures were developed, it showed her attending the wedding in the light orange dress, not the blue. She thinks before her nap, she attended the wedding in a different reality. Now, this one makes me think she dreamed of the wedding ceremony as a dark blue theme during her nap. And when she woke up, she thought her dream was the real experience, but it wasn't. Wow. I'm thinking that's what happened. Yeah. But then why wouldn't she have the the actual wedding? You would think the memory of the actual wedding would be a stronger memory than a dream of the wedding. Yeah. So this one freaks me out, too. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, all of these are just freaking me yeah, out they're, here. Yeah, they're, they're weird for sure. Okay. I'm having fun with this next one. This next story is straight out of a fairy tale and is posted by John30859, describing a shift in reality he and his cousin experienced in their childhood. He said they were both outside on their front porch when two teenagers invited them to go see a castle they had found in the woods. The two boys, excited by the adventure, followed them along a path into the woods, and after a few minutes hiking, they saw an incredible sight. There was a magnificent, beautiful castle in the distance. And cats! We're in the castle. Yay, no, I'm kidding. cats. I'm making a reference to Holly's uh, grim fairy tale. Yay, if you hadn't heard the it. The poor Miller's boy and the cat. The Go cat check it out. castle. Well, without going further, they decided to run back to show their parents. But instead of them believing the story, they got punished and was instructed to stay inside for the rest of the evening. Their mother usually checks on the boys often. And he said it did seem odd later to him that she did not notice they had left the porch. He comments that there were no other tall buildings or churches in the area that the boys could have mistaken for the castle. Both he and his cousin, now in their 20s, still swear that they both vividly remember seeing the castle. But nobody in the area has ever confirmed anything like that being around. Some think the visiting teenagers were aliens or the fae trying to trick them into going into their magical world. Well, they should have just sent the parents a letter by Owl. (laughs) (laughs) the final story is my favorite one and it could really be aliens messing with our reality okay this one is definitely an alternative reality not parallel okay it takes place in may of 1972 and four girls were driving back from a rodeo in utah they are on highway 56 when they came up to a railroad crossing The girls who didn't want to give their real names, but were two sisters, a friend of theirs, and their cousin, were all four students at Southern Utah University. They were driving a Chevrolet Nova and had attended a popular rodeo in Pioche, Nevada, or Pioche, Nevada. Their route back to the school involved going through a region called Gadianton Canyon. There are stories that this canyon was a portal to another world, and earlier pioneers would encounter tragedy and madness, eventually avoiding the area altogether. Because it was so treacherous, many wagon trains and travelers got lost, had accidents, and some were never seen again. Stories were told that robbers would hide out and attack the weary passengers. Others said evil spirits roamed the area, and the Mormons believed that they existed in the area way before Christ was born. 
As they approached the railway stop, they saw a second road leading away from Highway 56 through the canyon. Granted, it was a winding, curvy road, but to the tired girls, it seemed like a great shortcut back to college. (laughs) Of course. It seems like something I would have done at that age. (laughs) Even though they were familiar with the paranormal stories about the area, they all decided to take the road. As they talked about their trip, the road grew narrower and narrower, and the canyon rock walls closed in on them as they navigated a thin road of asphalt next to a perilous edge. The road changed about halfway from asphalt to cracked concrete, and one of the girls noticed that the road was ending at an enormous wall of rock blocking them. There was no way through the canyon, and they had to figure out how to turn the car around and go back from where they turned off. The girls all started to complain that they now lost even more time and would have to sleep in the car because of the extra half-hour detour. Soon they were almost back to Highway 56 when they noticed the landscape had drastically changed. Before them was lush fields of wheat under a clear sky lit with moon and stars. There was a large lake which reflected the light and yet one of them commented there should not have been any visibility from the moon. The familiar desert sand, sagebrush, and tumbleweed had all vanished. They all just stared at tall ponderosa pines lining the road. We aren't in Kansas anymore, one of them said. (laughs) But not. (laughs) No, they didn't. Eventually, they saw a light off the road and came upon some kind of restaurant or roadhouse. There was a large parking lot and a neon sign on the building. The sign had symbols and twisting lines that weren't of any language they had ever seen. As they pulled into the parking lot, the door opened to the roadhouse, and all these extremely tall people came walking out into the lot. Some of them seemed to get upset seeing the Chevrolet Nova and waved angrily at the girls, and other people from the group started pointing and shouting at them. The girls said afterward that they felt the people who saw them were shocked and frightened. One of the girls in the back seat, who was able to see their faces up close, screamed for them to get out of there and punched the gas. As they spun their car back on the road, the girl said those people weren't humans. And it became apparent that they were being chased as the girls saw lights coming from egg-shaped vehicles with two front tires and one back tire. They drove 80 miles an hour trying to outrun them and the egg cars were closing in. But suddenly the egg car cracked. And they started making scrambled eggs. (laughs) I'm just making sure everybody's paying attention. This is a long one. They drove 80 miles an hour trying to outrun them and the egg cars were closing in. But suddenly the scenery changes and they are back in the canyon driving next to the rock canyon walls with dust covering their trail. They never saw the strange cars again and trying to slow the car down, the girls then lost control and the Nova slid into a ditch. Oh, God. The engine was dead, and most of their tires were flat. The car was not able to be driven, and despite being tossed around, though, nobody was hurt. They just decided to sleep the night until sunrise and then walk all the way back to Highway 56, waiting until they could flag down a patrol car. There was an official report filed by police officer Victoria going by Vic Lindquist, and it supported the main facts of what happened that night. The report stated no tire tracks were found on the canyon road. They did find tracks leading out of the canyon, though, towards Highway 56, but only for about 200 yards and then nothing. All tracks vanished. 
I guarantee you that is the last girl's trip they will go on. (laughs) Some people think when you experience a reality shift, it can mean that you died in one reality to continue on living in a very similar existence. Mm. The moment of death was not experienced or remembered. Mm. Well, that sounds really nice, doesn't it? It makes me wonder if they actually did wreck their car in the canyon and and died in that reality but then they still survived in another reality survived they got sent back from the aliens to survive in a reality very similar oh i don't know that's very interesting and dark very dark yeah but it's an idea that people have thrown around yeah you know possibly as you're shifting you are really just ending your life in one reality and continuing on in another well, a company put out an interesting app a few years ago, and my friend used it to help manifest her intentions. The app is called Universe Splitter. When you have a difficult decision to make, you just type both actions into the Universe Splitter app, and then you press the Split Universe button. Within seconds, it sends a signal to the National Meteorology Institute of Switzerland, which will send out individual photons towards a partially silvered mirror so that each photon will have two possible paths or realities. The scientists behind the app say the photon will take both paths of your decisions, but in separate universes. The app will then report back to you which decision you should make and what reality you are in. And it is really pretty cool because by taking a different action in each, you will create multiple realities. What's well, it called? The app? It's called um, Splitter. Wait, Universe Splitter. Universe Splitter. And um, is it real? You say, Holly. Is it real? Is it real, Carol? Is it real or fake? We all want to know. Yeah. Okay, hold on. There's the Universe Splitter. Okay. Um, yes. Well, the creator and company Airfish LLC say it is real, and they are happy to provide the proof. Just email them at eric at airfish.com. And sorry, Eric, for mentioning your email, but they have posted his email for public information on their app description and bio. So there. So there. So, yeah. So there. I'm going to use this right now and ask it if I should end the podcast now or keep talking. So here, we're going to do this right now. We've got the universe splitter pulled up. Okay. In one universe, I will now keep talking. And in the other one, I will now... Type in end show. Okay. All right. Split universe. Okay. Oh my God. It makes sounds. There's lights. Oh, it's shaking. Here we go. Oh, 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 oh. What does it say? What does it say? I don't know. Let me see. Uh, it says your universe has just split. You are in the universe in which you should end show. No, <laughs> that's so rude. Okay, well, and, I guess we're going to end the show now. And right now in the other universe, the other you is being told to keep talking. All right. <laughs> well, wherever you are in whatever reality, Ooh. have a good night. Good night. We're ending it. <laughs>
Back up. Beep, Back up. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That would be so awkward to have to like break up with your boyfriend twice. But, but you know, you could maybe say, look, we tried breaking off this whole relationship in a different reality. And I just was so much happier without you. <laughs> Jeez. Closed. Gone. <gasps> no, the 7-Eleven like, is, is gone. They were driving a Chevrolet Nova. I need to speak that again because it doesn't make sense. Going through a region called Gadianton Canyon. Gadianton Canyon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like freaked out. You know what happens sometimes when you're typing up your story and like mysteriously words change? Because of the oh, like, spell, check. spell check thing. Yeah. I'm like, I hope that is what it's called. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Described like a tricycle, having one main line, main headlight in the front with one. Uh, okay. It's getting late. They're being chased by aliens on triangles. <laughs> Tricycles. As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts and all dolls are definitely haunted. Hey guys, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Fireside Phantoms. If you have a spooky story you would like to share with us, send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode.